past Dixon. He uh, comes back at him. It's a wonderful run from Gang. Sensational goal from Ryan Gang. Harry Pallister calling for it. James can only fist it. It comes for Cantona. I don't believe it. Well left by York. Fed by Cole. Back to Andy Cole from Dwight York. Fantastic goal for Manchester United. Can Manchester United score? They always score. Gates with a shot. Welcome to episode 32 of the Red Devil Talk podcast. Today, as usual, I'm in great company. I'm joined by my friend Barney Chilton, editor of the excellent Red News fanzine. Good to see you, Barney. How are you doing? I'm all right, yeah, apart from last night's disappointment, but um, I tried not to let it affect me too badly because I don't want to keep waking up grumpy when the world's gone to batshit, <laughs> literally. So uh, I'm trying to, to not let United get to me as per usual, so... I went to bed thinking we were out of the competition, we weren't going to win. You know, we were only going to get knocked out in the next round or the round after. We're now in a competition we can win. I know not a lot of you are going to agree with that listening, but uh, we are where we are. And I think we've, it's been the reality for United under three or four different managers now. This is where we are. We don't like it. We've got to demand better. But we're in a very strange place as a football club. And I think it seeps down from the top bottom. So... Uh, I feel sorry for Ollie, but he's making mistakes, so it will play out with our involvement or without. We're joined by the excellent boy who knows a lot more, who's seen, you know, there were difficult periods under Samat, and I'm not, you know, drawing comparisons with Ollie, but my gut feeling, I wake up and think, what what harm, you know, why, why sack him now? What's, what's going to change? What, what, with the way, I'd rather see Edward would have gone today. And I'll maintain that across anyone I've spoken to all week. Edward Wood should have gone today and then start, reset the football club and its ambition. I'm also joined tonight by my friend Roy Cavana, a man who is, whose knowledge on Manchester United never fails to amaze me. How are you doing, Roy? It's good to see you again. Did you, did you say amuse you then, uh, Jimmy, or amaze? <laughs> I said amaze. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's good. Good to see you. And see Barney as well. Um, and I, I hope this is going out to the, to the, the big, big world. Without the likes of Barney, what he's done over 30 years, for the proper fans of United, top, top. I'm going to come to Barney first, who, of course, I know you've been working tirelessly recently, editing the new mag. Can you tell us a bit about that? There'll be a few things to laugh at, and there's a good few stories from the past. We've got Sammy McElroy interviewed, who's been very kind with his time. There are a few untruths about our owners, you know, their, their spin about the dividends, rubbish they gave to the fans for them. Um, so we try and balance it out, but point out, you know, point out where we think we're going wrong. You know, all eyes after a result divert to the team, divert to the players. But this from the transfer window, it's all just. We, we could have said this a year or two years ago. None of none of this is new. So I don't know. The one thing I don't know how how we affect change. We're not there for a year. You know, there's no no impact we're having right now in any. So all we're doing is bystanders to it, and it's just like you almost know what's going to happen next. So we try and give a voice still, you know, in a changing world. I, I still love doing it, and we can do, do a longer form. Roy's kindly written so many pieces um, 
over a number of years, we try and balance history with the present. And, and we, we all love United. We're just shouting differently. You can see on Twitter today, it's, when we lose, it's the worst time to ever look, view United on Twitter. But everyone cares. We just show it in different ways. You know, there's no right or wrong way, even though sometimes I see things today and I just think, come on, you know, come on. It's always a crisis, isn't it? It always has been, as I said, Roy, I've deferred to Roy, you know, some had periods, and I, I'm always fascinated in listening to Roy and someone, you know, that ilk talk, because you can't imagine if history records what fans were on Samat's back, you know, so. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I played ball in 54, so they were a great side, just about to be a great side, became a great side, then Munich. And if you remember, the year after Munich, but then there was about three years till we signed Dennis, where we were 14, 15. And of course, you had no social media. That is the big difference. There is no ifs or buts. I mean, a defeat like last night, for example, um, you, oh, got me. I, I even tweeted halfway through, I thought, one of the records is going to go in. I remember... Sporting Lisbon beat us 5 0, and that's our biggest away defeat. And at half time, it could have been 4 1 to them, really, couldn't it? It could have been. I thought that defeat's going to go here. Uh, and in those days, you were listening to the match on a, a radio <laughs> from Lisbon. You know, you We got beat 5 0. Following day, you went and worked, nodded to your mate, game on Saturday, had a drink, watched the match. They were, your they were your team, and you win, and you're great. You lose, oh no, but they're your team. And, and I think that's the massive, massive difference because of social media. I mean, I was only just thinking about half an hour ago, I thought, I'll just throw this out there, because everyone can disagree, not my problem. Fergie goes, we've had seven disastrous years, or have we? Just count how many other teams, and I know you'll think of two and three, fair enough, but... I seem to remember we did win the Europa League. We did get to the semi-final of the Europa League. We did win the FA Cup. We got beaten at least one semi-final. We did win the League Cup and we got beaten at least one semi-final. We did come second, albeit miles off the league. But that's all in seven years when others will tell you we've not even crossed the road. We've done absolutely nothing. Now, I'm not saying anything in that seven years compares to the 20-odd with, with Fergie before, or Busby's great years. But, you know, many, many, many a club would say, hey, that's not too bad. Now, taking Barney's point, uh, besides the problem with social media, the real problem is with the owners and the distrust and the annoyance and the downright uh, robbery that they're doing to our club. And that is, you know, the big, big differences. Um, so I would say it's not as bad as many would say it is. Um, you know, Saturday night when we won, we were two points off the lead. Two points in third position. And I agree again with Barnett. If you look at the 16 teams that will be in the Champions League tonight, realistically, these four or five, might be six or seven, that we just wouldn't get past no matter how well we play. The Europe, Europa League this year looks to me a lot, lot easier than 
than there's been in certain times. Firstly, Seville's not in there, which makes it good, good movie. <laughs> uh, unless you were going to go to Seville, which is a lovely place. But Seville is not going to be in. Tonight, probably Tottenham are the biggest danger uh, on paper. Uh, although it'd be interesting how Real Madrid go on tonight, won't it, where they, where they finish. So the Europa League is a possibility. And we're in the quarterfinals against Everton. And then there's the FA Cup. You know, you can't win every every year. And um, I don't think it is as bad. And Bam is absolutely spot on. Sack Oli tonight. Bring in who? Pochettino, Allegra. What are they going to do? Get rid of all them coaches. Bring all their coaches in. Get rid of half our players. Have a great run of about 15 games or a poor run of 15. At the minute, till the owners and social media come to life with all this or understand what's happening. You know, we're in, we're in a little bit of a, a time. But I will just say one last thing on it. A lot of things, as in life, as in life, depend on that little uh, four-letter word called luck. And we signed Bruno, and I mean, Bruno has been as great a signing as we've had in years since Cantona, really. You know, if you could just get one of those in the winter at January, we could be challenging it, but it's which position? And obviously the Pogba situation just has to be answered. Just has to be answered. Cannot let somebody representing you come out and say that, like it like has been attributed to it. And, and sadly, and I've never met the guy, but sadly, even if he apologised tomorrow, I'm not sure you'd accept it or believe it, would you? I'm going to jump into the Leipzig game in a moment, but before I do that, I was texting you last week, Roy, and you told me you have a new book coming out with Carl Abbott. Can you tell us a bit more about that? Yeah, it, it's um, it's actually on Amazon to, to get now, because we do all ours via Amazon now, um, and the bit cheaper for people on there. Um, so it is actually available on there, on Amazon, uh, and it's about a, a truly great journey. In my opinion... United had three great chairmen. I'll defy anyone to give me a fourth. And there, in order, are um, are John Henry uh, Davis, who of course created the name Manchester United and the club in 1902 when he he took over them from Newton Heath. James W. Gibson, who did a fantastic job for United. he, um, he was a man who brought Busby in to start with, but put money into the club generously and always had the club at his, um, his, his real concern. And then we had Harold Hardman, who was different to those two, because he personally wasn't a millionaire. They were. And Harold Hardman had this incredible uh, football in life. And I started. And when you see a picture of him, there's this little five foot four, frail guy, trilby on, glasses. And he looks as though a gust of wind will blow him over. And this is a man who played in Black, whose family moved from Newton to Blackpool because his health was so bad. And we thought the sea air would, would improve him. By 18, he played in Blackpool's first ever match at Bloomfield Road. Three years later, he helped Everton win the FA Cup. The year after, he was in their losing final. The year after, he won a gold medal for Great Britain in the Olympic Games in London. He joined United's board in 1912. He had the bad times in the 30s where they nearly went bust. He was there when Busby signed in 45. He was 
in the Royal Box in 48 because Gibson sadly had a stroke the week before the FA Cup final. Never really recovered. And uh, Aardman eventually became chairman in 51. He won the league in 52. He was there with the Busby Babes, 56, 57. You look at that famous programme, United will go on the Sheffield Wednesday game. That's his article that's on the cover of that programme. Then there was Louis Edwards came on the scene. Matt liked, Matt liked the good things in life. He liked a cigar, he liked whiskey, he liked the nightclubs, and he, he, Louis Edwards, he liked money, and a great man. But Harold Hardman was a Methodist, he didn't go to nightclubs, and um, and he remembered the 30s, and it was, no, Matt, we, we've not got the money to spend that, we've got to own. All I want, Tommy Taylor. Oh, no, no, can't pay 30,000 for a 21-year-old second division, third division player. Um, and then Albert Quicksall, who got rest his soul, died the other week, 45,000 for our, oh, it's far too much. And it was. Sheffield Wednesday allegedly put 5,000 on the transfer fee for David Peck and 5,000 on the transfer fee for Mark Jones because they reckon United snatched them from under their, their noses. And, you know, Albert wasn't worth 45 grand. And, and Louis Edwards, in fairness, had the money and he put it up there. And then the Dennis Law situation, 115 grand. Oh no, we're going to go bust, we can't put But one of the greatest signings, and, and that turned, of course. So Hardman, as a footballer, played with and against Billy Meredith. And at the end, as he died, 80, um, 83 he was, in 1965, he was still United champ. We'd just won the first league since Munich. And who was in the side, on the wing, Georgie Best. So here's a story from playing and against Billy Meredith right through to uh, having George Best on his playing staff. A remarkable man. And all of that was done as an amateur footballer who learned to be a solicitor and then had his own business in Manchester and didn't get paid. Uh, and it's an incredible story. And it covers football for 65 years and it covers United for 50 years. And Harold Hardman... It's on, um, it's on Amazon now, under my name and Carl, Carl Abbott, who, uh, we're, we're a great team. I do whatever I do, and Carl does whatever he does, and it links. I just, I just wish our defence was uh, linking <laughs> as well as me and Carl are doing it. Brilliant. I'll, I'll do something for you, Barney, and I'll, I'll get you a copy of the book. I look forward, I look forward I mean, to this. So perhaps DM, DM me both afterwards an address where you want me to send them. Um, I think the delivery is due next week, so we Christmas, but I'll, I'll get it to you as soon as, as soon as it comes. Thanks so much. I look forward to that. I will include the links to both the book and the fanzine in all the details at the end of the podcast. Yeah. I want to jump into last night's game. Some of the comments, as you can imagine, are extreme. <coughs> the mood at the moment among the fan base, as it often is after these games, is not good. Whilst I totally agree with the both of you, I don't see a point in sacking Solskjaer at this at this stage. I feel that you're absolutely right. Yes, there are problems there, but Solskjaer is part of such a much bigger problem in terms of the structure of the club. Though having said that, it's hard to defend Solskjaer after last night. I thought it was the wrong lineup. I thought it was the wrong system. Tactically, I thought he got it wrong. I thought we started with such... A lack of urgency, which has been a case for a number of weeks now, that's a huge concern to me. I thought it was a million miles away from what a United performance should be. They were so poor in possession. 
the movement was so poor. I thought they just lacked ideas. Barney, were you shocked by the manner in which United went 3-0 down? Or do you think the recent comebacks have just papered over the frailties of this current team? No, I wasn't surprised. I think we can expect anything at the moment. And I think I think the team lacks a brain. Um, and there is. I'm not, I'm not um, absolving Ollie. You know, he's at a crisis point. And, and every time we... Someone made the point on Twitter tonight. Every time the big challenges come, bit semi-finals, you know, the hurdles, we don't get through them. And that is, that is now a major issue. I hoped after Leicester, which was equivalent to the money men of this huge cup final, that we'd step on. No surprise. I personally would have liked to have seen him have... Now, there's major praise about Carrick, so I'm not lumping him in. People I know at the FA at St George's Park saying really good things about what Carrick's doing at United. So I think we shouldn't just accuse them all automatically of not being what they're capable at a high level. But I think he should have had an experienced coach with him because, and I'm not talking like feeling whatever benefit he has, you're not going to call, call him a master tactician, a shrewd observer. And we're clearly lacking, you know, and, and he's been doing this for 10 years. So there's not this thing that he'll get time. And I get, I'm not criticising Reds for showing that they care. I, I, th- we have a massive problem now because the deal with the deal with the devil that the board do in terms of selling us means we have a right to de- demand the best that we wouldn't have had in the 80s and 70s. We were more, much more resilient to just go with the flow. We, you know, we want to see the best. We hope for it, but we'll take anything. Because United sell ourselves the way they do, we have a right to say we should be challenging for titles. You can't mm-hmm. keep telling investor calls that we're the best, the biggest, and then don't show that. Mm-hmm. So, no. And, and, and we don't know what United's going to turn up. You know, Saturday... I think we could get a result. That's how crazy it is. I do think we're better than two years ago. It's much more fun with a better squad. You can't keep doing this. You know, you just can't keep doing this sorry dance. So I'm as confused as anyone, but there's no there's no need. I'm, I'm going to dug in once again. There's no need for Reds to fall out about this. Whatever your view is, agree to disagree. I've seen people, you know, good people saying, I'm going to block people who don't agree with me today. Come on. You know, we're all adults here. Let's start behaving like it, please. And, and I say that as someone who can throw their toys out. You know, I'm no, no bigger or better than anyone. So I spoke to you a few weeks ago. This is how mad it is, Jimmy. And said, can you imagine what it's like if we did do something? And in that period, we've had, I'd say, three or four games where I thought we could do it. And I've had three or four games where I thought he's going to get sacked next week. That's how bonkers United are at the moment. What happens next? You mentioned Michael Carrick there, Jimmy. I know uh, Barney mentioned Michael Carrick. I was thinking the other day, do you not think he's got too many voices around him? He's got Mick Feeling, he's got Michael Carrick, he's got McKenna. I think Mick Dempsey, who he brought from uh, all that thing. So he's got now, you know, us three are getting on together here. That's three of us, maximum, fine. But that. With Ollie, that's five. That's five different people. And I don't see a dominant force in there. And Fergie kept rotating, either by luck, by choice. You know, Carlos Quiros, um, again, in the background, did a great job. Um, even the umbrella man, uh, McLaren, <laughs> you know, he did. We won the, we won the treble, didn't we, that year? 
and you know he had that voice and Brian Kidd's voice was right for that time actually Knox's voice was right for that time but I don't see any of those four which voice is it now Carrick you know I love the guy as much as you and read his autobiography and it's really, really interesting and I'm sure he's a very passionate man. And okay, you don't need to jump up and down, I appreciate that. But you just feel that, that little bit of impetus, that little bit of wildness, that little bit of aggression. I don't think we need four of them. I really don't think we need four. But we are um, the biggest club in the world or arguably up there with all the biggest clubs in the world and Barney's right they're going to New York and selling uh, selling to a dustbin manufacturer in Kazakhstan to get his millions that we are the biggest club in the world and then we don't fork out for Sancho who, who in all honesty I'll put it on the table now I, I, I can't remember seeing him play 90 minutes I've seen bits of him and this that and that he don't look worth 100 million quid to me he looks worth about 60 top side perhaps 60 and, and you give him another 10 million if you you know he played so many matches another 10 million if he wants a cup but he don't look 100 million in, in any shape or form and then you pick Bruno up you look at the squad and I'm a bit of a saddle at times I've got bit, enough time on me, on me hands these days I can do you know, you write down the players and you've got two top-class goalkeepers. I know De Gea went absent again last night, whatever, and Henderson's... But, it's, you know, they're two decent keepers, aren't they? Full-back, Wambasaka's got one of the great, great tackle back, but he's dead going forward, isn't he, seemingly? Mm. Um, we've got this Tellers guy, who the one Tottenham picked up from Sevilla looks a better left-back to me, but it, it might turn out to be OK. But we've got Tellers, we've got Shaw, we've got Brendan. There's not much difference there. You've got Maguire and Lindelof. Now, Maguire, if you're going to buy another centre-half, you've got to make sure he's better than what Maguire is. You've got to make sure he's better than what Lindelof is. It's not just going buying another one, is it? Another Eric Bailly and sticking him wherever. And he gets into midfield. You know, he got Van, Van Beek. We don't really know how good he is, but, he, you know, he seems to be young and, and can try. Bruno's outstanding. But which one is the the definite defensive one? Is it Matt Tomine? Is it Matic? Who I thought had a particularly poor game again last night. Um, and then you go to your forwards. Martial looks as though, you know, I'm sorry, he's been here four or five years now. And again, the aggression. I think Greenwood's the best number nine we've got. Sorry, Cavani is obviously the best number nine we've got. But of the other three, Greenwood, Rashford and, um, and Martial. So we've got forwards. So I don't think we're a million miles off. We, You know, as I say, at eight o'clock on Saturday night, we were two points off the league and we still, you know, we've got a game in hand. Burnley away, by the way. Um, I, I don't think we're a million miles away. And as I said before, and you look at what has happened over the last seven years, even though we think it's been rubbish and some keyboard warriors will come along and whatever, they've not seen the glory. They've not seen 99, have they? Um, they've not seen the Busby Bays. They've not seen Best Lord Charm. You know, it, why we're the biggest club. Why are we not winning? And it must be hard for them. I, I, I can understand that. Um, but hey, it's a game of football. Um I will, I, will, I will say, Roy, you know, like, in mitigation, and I'm sure Ollie, because I've heard it from someone close to him, says 
you know, to look at, I sometimes see there's deja vu this season at the start in Jose where he wasn't backed significantly and it all started to unravel, that Oli wasn't given his number one target. And as Roy said at the very start, seeing what Fernandez did as a number one target, and remember we got him six months too late because the club had briefed that he wasn't up to it, then he suddenly was. If Oli had got his number one targets, you don't know where we'd be. No. Again, people are going to say, I'm not denying the problems Oli has. But until we get either Oli or the next manager backed with number one targets, then I do think we're here. You know, we're in this purgatory of going round and round in circles. And the club don't have the money. That is, the, you know, the, the cash reserves did not equate to what Dortmund wanted. So it was never going to happen. So what, what we pose a question in this match, at what stage did the club know that we weren't going to get Sancho? Because it's clear that Oli thought very late on that he might still get Sancho. So, you know, it's just too many circles of going around in the grid. And they can't move people on, can they? I mean, no, well, that's ridiculous. <laughs> we'll both be able to think of four or five players now that you think. And, and don't let, I'm not going to go into this like in the, the Phil Jones scenario, but when did he last play? What sort of injury has he got? Come on! I mean, right, right, five times on the trot and you'd still be back before this, wouldn't you? So, you know, and I'm not just blaming him. Lingard went off the ball. Baye, when he comes in, he suddenly, you think, wow, this is great. But you know in your heart of heart, you're not going to get three games on the trot out of him on, on that style. And you look around, you think, Chris Smalling, and, and there'll be a lot out there going, oh, no. Chris Smalling looks better than any of them, consistently. Yeah, well, that's, that's, that's the mad thing, that if we said that Smalling, you know, we want better than Smalling, then why yeah. are we persisting with Lindelof? You know, yeah. you have one good game in every three. And I'm not, Maguire has got major. Maguire's head has not returned from Greece. You know, yeah. Maguire is, n- is nowhere near. And we've got four or five issues ongoing. De Gea, Maguire, Martial, midfield. Yeah, two, defense, two defensive midfielders has got to stop. It's not working and it's not United. Does it do your head in the number of left footers? Not just the United, <laughs> the number of left footers who turn around. They have to turn around with the ball and you think, just play it out with your right foot. Not they've got to turn the way around again. And it's like, whoa, come on. Um, but, but, but this is a bit of confidence as well, right? Sometimes we can play one touch football on counter attacking, you know, when we go for it at Southampton West Ham. And you think, is it, is it purely down to confidence? Where's this come from? Where, where wasn't it in the 45 minutes? And how can a side keep going down? You know, it's ridiculous. Why aren't you switched on from the first minute? Sorry, I'm trying to keep the zen and it's going. I'm going to go to bed more angry tonight than last night. After 12 minutes, playing five men technically in the back, because by then, I don't think Van Bissaka or Tellis had crossed the halfway line. Five men at the back, you got exposed twice. Yeah. In fact, you know, the left, the left fullback, Angelino, it was a great finish. But even so, I mean, he did have a bit of space, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, and the guy on the right wing. And to put Shaw in, you know, not that there were there were worse performances than Shaw, but putting him back straight in was just never going to work. I thought we'd have played five at the back, and really did, but I thought Tony Zabi would have been mm. right, to be honest. But I don't think he's he's got the backing of it. You know, I don't think he trusts him enough. I don't think the Donny thing is just weird. Hi, this is Ken Hardy, and you're listening to Red Devil Talk, the podcast with Jimmy Williams.
You raised a good point there, Barney. You said, how can we keep going behind? Now, I mentioned this to my friend the other day. We can't keep starting off poor. At some point, we're going to come unstuck. Harry Maguire said after the game, we started the game too slow. We weren't ready for the first 20 minutes. Solskjaer said, we started too late. I mean, what what do you mean you're not ready for a big, crucial game that you have to win? So the question is, is that a mentality issue on the behalf of the players, or is it a case of Solskjaer is not getting enough from the group? Now, for me, I think at some point, you have to stop looking at the manager to bail you out. I think that's a trait that's in you. Roy, me and you spoke about this recently. I think that comes down to pride of performance, wanting to get the best out of yourself. You can't keep putting that down to the manager, I don't think. I think we lack leaders, you know, and that's clear. That's been clear for years. From when Louis van Gaal said we lacked aggression against a relegated Sunderland, you know, this has been ongoing. We've said, where are our leaders? Antonio Valencia was captain for X amount of years. His English was poor and he wasn't a leader. You know, whatever benefits of a great period he had for us, as he slowly started diminishing, he wasn't a captain. Ashley Young was not a captain. We haven't replaced Vidich. And I would quickly say, Maradona stuff, I watched a couple of obviously the documentaries. Now, this is born out of a, um, a mentality, but the Napoli dressing room and the Argentina dressing room were full of warriors. I mean, they're singing the songs that both different in Italy and Argentina dressing rooms were singing about their mothers being, you know, of of a working relationship that was was dubious. You know, it was born out of heart and it was a fighting talk. It was almost like you could see in that dressing room, you wouldn't need to be told what both teams won. You'd go, those teams won things. They just had a mentality. It was full of it, it was it was like incredible to watch and they were they were almost insulting themselves going we come from nothing and we will be this team and you think can you imagine what united are singing on saturday <laughs> you know or going back get some lead because we thought we'd get it on mcguire but we we desperately need and it doesn't have to be a big name it doesn't it has to be someone who's gonna put their shirt on the line I, I actually think we, we get into the stage. I can remember two areas. and uh, Prior to Bruno Fernandes, um, in, in, in 65 years watching United, 65 years, the two best signings for me, for our club and for the fans and the way the club went forward, some great signings, but these two were Dennis Law and Eric Cantona. Those were the two great signing because they not only did it themselves they inspired the rest they inspired the fans they inspired the club and they delivered and Bruno is doing that now for us I just feel just imagine we got another Bruno now where that would be is it a right back a left back is it another midfielder is it a centre forward I don't know is it a winger when's the last time we had a right winger an actual right winger that's giving me aid away. What's, what's a right winger? But when's the last time we actually had a right winger? Uh, I mean, even your Daniel James came, who, who last night, we, 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 we suddenly subbed two left-backs. Which other side in the European Cups ever subbed two left-backs? And you, you've got young James, who might not be everyone's cup of tea, but on the left wing, you know, he might just be one of it himself as an attacking force. It... it I think with a bit of luck, 
seriously in perhaps a one signing or whatever. But the problem is, till these leeches leave that club, we're going to have to hang on in there, guys, because it's it's not great. It's not great. Um, but hey, it's a game of football, uh, and I think we get that look and we stick together. We have good times and bad times. That's why I say, if you roll down over them seven years, which clubs have done more? 92 clubs, which clubs have done more? And you can throw your, your, your other clubs around Europe. Bayern do, but you're in a, you know, not a big league over there, are you? Um, Madrid, Barcelona. But in, in England, it has become very competitive, hasn't it? Very competitive since Sir Alec went. And we've won three major trophies. And we've been in semi-finals, and you know that bit of luck. Uh, and with Manchester United, we never ignored. <laughs> we never ignored. Um, but I think the fans, you know, when when can we get back? I, I, I mean, I said back in April, I wish I'd have put a fiver on it. I don't think, sadly, Barney, I honestly don't think you're going to get anywhere near seventy-five thousand before the start of next season. Realistic. No, no I'd. I, I... I've given up on this season, so I, I just, yeah. I, I, I just find it all. You know, there's part of me, that, and I've put this in the new mag. You know, I find it all strange that we're so passionate when, and I, this isn't a dick at all. We're so passionate, but the world outside is so bonkers. So it's almost yeah. reassuring that we're united. But there's a part of me also thinks because we're not there, it's not, it doesn't feel the same. So I don't have that. Uh, you know, there's many there's many ways that my link to United is seeing you guys, seeing people outside, and that's taken away from us. It, it, it just and VAR, don't get me started on VARs. It just feels like, you know, until we're back, it's not it's not real no. right. Yeah. And we're, all we're doing is just like a, a negative version of it, you know, like a photograph. So that's not absolving, you know, but. <laughs> It's, it's it's just like a silly game at the moment. Sometimes I watch games and I'm really involved. Southampton's winner, and sometimes I watch games where I just think this is this is awful. It's just you know for their benefit, I'm glad they're doing it. But for our benefit, and you know, I, I do think to get on a bit, but you know, mental health is very important for a lot of people at the moment. So if if you're not getting out of the positives out of United, switch off. You know, I, I don't want anyone to sink lower than they could be. I argue it on Twitter, or I don't think that's right. You should be getting what you can out of United. And this is healthy, you know. I'm, I can feel the adrenaline going us all talking, but if it sinks to another level, then please take a step back because it's not worth it at the moment. It's not real. It's not a real United. It's just, it's an asterisk. You know, this will always get, when Roy's writing books in 30 years' time, it will be the asterisk season and a half. You know, this doesn't, doesn't really count until we're back. Yeah. And, and, and everybody who is listening to this uh, podcast, get all the banners, mate. That's, <laughs> that's Manchester United. That's not the United. It's, that's Manchester United. It's too kind, Roy. Right? I don't know how long we've got left in, well, in doing it. I don't know if you don't know what you just don't know what's going to happen with all of I, it. I reckon you'll have a, a, a hotel from when we do come back. I reckon you'll have a hotel room in hotel football, and people will have to queue up. 
to go in because you're not going outside. You're watching, <laughs> you're watching it on the telly there when off the go. I just, I just want to hug people though, but that's the first game back. I want to have a few drinks. I don't want to actually sell because I want to see everyone, you know, and just have a laugh and think. There's so many people I'm missing that I don't know how they are. Just people you nod to, you say hello to, you hug, you handshake. I don't know that if they're all right, and I hope they are. You know, is okay by the way. Yeah, yeah, I've had a few. He's he's cracking on with right, and you and him and Tom, you got to keep going with your versions of United, not not the stuff they try and sell us. Just for both of you, by the way, Jimmy did that great interview in your magazine with Matt. It was one of two great interviews. But Martin Buckingham was uh, was brilliant, and I've been asked to do. Um, we can we're doing a big coffee table type book, four hundred pages. The, the, the publisher wants United in the 70s and it covers every match uh, a, a, a brief report of every match every friendly testimonial every reserve game with the teams every youth game um, all the managers, every player the 75 players played for United in the 70s and bios of, of them all etc. And of course I'm thinking well who can we do as a forward here? and thanks to Jimmy from your magazine he gave me Martin Buchan's contact and I've been in contact with him and as you do with forwards you tend to to write something for them but Martin very clever man and he said well yeah and I, I picked out what Jimmy and yeah and put with him, but added my own views and, and everything and he said well yeah but I need to read that to make sure it comes over as though I'm saying it and he didn't alter it too much and, but but what a really top top bloke what a top oh, bloke gentleman isn't he just pure gent oh, Oh, for him in that oh. side. Now, I, my first city year, was, I went 76, and I, I, luckily through mum, I went to loads in the 70s. And I was at the game where he scored the goal against Everton. Yeah. Oh, leader, defender, yeah. the works. Yeah. And, and, and in the end, he'd missed out. I, I just mentioned to him about a signing because he said we'd sign Gordon McCool and, and uh, Joe Jordan. And he'd missed out, of course, Gray Wilkins came right at the end of the 70s. And he put in it, what a top, top, top bloke. And I thought, wow, Martin Buchan's calling you a top, top, top bloke. Gray Wilkins must have been some sugar, mustn't it? <laughs> I love the quote, there's a quote with a journalist, and Martin, Martin, can we have a quick word? He says, Velo- velocity. <laughs> I mean, you, you can't make that up, can you? <laughs> Oh, that's why the the, the, the interviews Jimmy does, you know, not to brown those anymore, but he, he, he gets the best. But I think the 70s players are coming it from a different attitude that you don't get of the modern ones. They want to talk, yeah. they're approachable. You know, we haven't got that link, and I hope we get it back. I wonder, I've always said this before, but I wonder how many out of this era will want to be prepared to talk to the likes of me, you, and everyone. You know, will they be so in their ivory towers that we won't ever get near them, you know? Yeah. I think they're in a different stratosphere now, aren't they? Yeah. yeah, but they're no more the different. They're certainly no more different than us lot these days, are they? You know, come on. <laughs> if it was Cantona, I could understand him wanting to be on a r- rooftop away from us. But uh, don't get me. I won't be watching last night again. To, I sometimes catch up with them the next night to make sure if I missed anything. I won't be doing that tonight. Seventy-three years of age, and when the second goal went in, I'm going. I can miss ten minutes. Oh, it could be fifteen minutes. I, and we didn't seem to get the ball, did we? No, we didn't. I did think we had a chance. Can you imagine? God. That's how close it is. You said luck earlier, though. If we had, 
we'd be yeah. saying the luck's on Ollie's side. Get get those hotel rooms booked in Istanbul again. There'll be no Ollie else. No, no, it's a it's a fine line, isn't it? Defeat, you know. But I'm not. I don't. I, I, I let's cut to chase. Deep down, I think I'm kidding myself. I said this on the Red News podcast. I, was like, I think I'm kidding myself, and this is a brutal month for him. It's unforgiving. You don't get any space. But Ed, Ed has put a lot on him, you know. He's, he's backed him in every time. So. But Barney... Well, still doing it. Barney, I said before we went to Newcastle, I said, this is a horrific yeah. month here. We've got Newcastle yeah, away. Yeah. PSG away. You know, there was about six games. And I think we won five of them. Yeah, <laughs> do that again. Come on, Roy. <laughs> Say it again. Sit in the same place, wear the same socks. Yeah. And yeah. bring some of that magic to the table, please. Go on, City's on, City's on the slab. Let's get them beat. <laughs> I'm just going to read out a viewer's question here. He says, maybe Oli has taken them as far as he can, but the same will happen with the next manager. Board need to back their managers. I think this is such a key point. I think this is such a key point, and people will think I'm talking absolute nonsense, which is the beauty of it the difference of opinions that's the beauty of it isn't it but I just feel like Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is a victim of a poorly run club there's such a bigger picture here in the same way that Jose Mourinho got them to second and when they had a chance to back him they didn't they had a chance to bridge that gap Solskjaer he got United into the top four yes he he got signings were they his first choice targets I don't believe they were. Were they even his second choice targets? I don't believe they were. I don't believe Palestri was part of the plan. I don't believe Cavani was part of the plan. Age 33. Coming in January. I mean, do we know anything? It's only in April. It, 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 but people were saying he looked good last week. But that hurt, you know, we've heard that before. But yes. What is there to suggest from the last seven years that, okay, say we sack Solskjaer in the morning, we bring in Pochettino, what is there to suggest about this football club to say the Pochettino will come in and will be successful? I don't see, I can't see it happen. I just don't see any manager is, being successful the, under this. The version of success is not the clubs. The clubs is there in black and white. Cayman yeah. Island documents. Fourth and place, and fourth place, Champions League football and get to the second or... And Shane, I know my mate, he keeps making the point, if you limit your vision of success, then you're not going to get, you're not going to get higher than that. You know, if your aim is fourth, you're not going to get first. Yeah, no, that is, that is the, a, a really good point that he's made there, Barney, to you. Really good. Because you take it back to last, um, sorry, I nearly said April, but when we kicked off again, we got to about July. When we got to the semi-final against Chelsea, we are in a great run of form. There's no doubt to me that we had the FA Cup in our hand. But Oli probably has been told you're not in the top four, you're sacked. So he he doesn't put out his best team against Chelsea in the semi-final when us as fans had a, another trophy in our grasp. Really did have it in our grasp. Yeah. And you know, we got beat, but then he managed to get the fourth place. Uh, sorry, the third place as it yeah. happened. And, which to the, the the money men in the Cayman Islands, well, that's it, that's where we want to be in the, in the Champions League. Yeah. Want you in that. But realistically, we had that chance last year of the of the FA Cup. And it may not seem much, but don't forget, we're already in the quarter-final. 
Yeah. Uh, I've got a feeling the League Cup semi-finals this year are one leg. I'm not sure. I think they're one leg. So we might only be two games off away. You know, Liverpool's out of it. Chelsea's out of it. Um, you know, that, I know you can say that it's a Mickey Mouse. And it probably is to the owners, but it's another trophy. And yeah. You know, when you think what trophies, as I said, you've got three major trophies on the table in the last seven years, and uh, Jose would say you, you've had four because he won the, the charity show. Yeah. Oh, you know, it's there. And, uh, and of course, his biggest mistake, and I'm sorry for going back over, the biggest mistake there was allowing him to um, live in the, in the Lowry Hotel, even though it was a presidential suite, as opposed to actually physically buying and having his family around him up here. I mean, that must have made a hell of a yeah. Over two, three years. Yeah, I, th- I don't get the you know the Jose revisionism. I'm glad we did it because I think we yeah. we had to give it a go. But he he does it. He does what he does in the third year. But then he wasn't back. So if you got if you get Jose, you got to go all in with him. And, and you know it's like everything. You know, you, it's not you don't have to be anti Oli or anti Jose. You can see the benefits that some bring in, the faults that they don't. You know the. the the Pogba, I'm just tired of the situation, but that should have been dealt with three years ago. It's getting boring now, isn't it? That, that, that pathetic on both parts arguing in front of the TV cameras around that Derby League Cup. Yeah. You know, we, it's never really uh, solved itself or healed itself from that point on. And it's, you know, the players want it out. We've not really, he's not done it for us. So why, why, why did we, why did we carry on with it? Was it what was it for? Was it just again commercial? You know, I think, yeah, I think uh, Ed Woodward fancied the, the the kudos of having Jose as his manager. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is interesting though, I'm, I'm just finishing this 70s um, decade off with, and I know you went 76 man, but I've finished a decade off and I've gone through each season and I'm right in the 73 4 season when we got relegated. And I have never been as more depressed writing something. And I'm writing it, I'm thinking, this is, this is <laughs> We let um, Bobby retire. We scandalously let Dennis go. George was on walkabout. Everyone forgets, we let Tony Dunn go on a free transfer. He put Martin at left back, who was the best left half in the, in the country. We were absolute rubbish. If you think this, you know, if you think this, uh, you have a read of the 73 balls and then you come at Dave Six Paxton where he was boring yeah. he was a minute off winning the FA Cup and we come two points behind a great Liverpool side yeah. you know and yet you're, you're reading it and I'm sorry I'm writing it and it's, oh, it's boring this <laughs> the word luck you know yeah. he could have the cup and the league he could easily have won the cup and I can, I, on a quick anecdote, I can remember mum, obviously the trips were highlights and we came up for two Sexton games. we so excited, seven or eight years of age, you know, the whole day. And two consecutive ones we did were nil-nil with Sexton. And it was like, oh, God. <laughs> two on the trot, home nil-nil. It's just like the famous Manchester United who always score. We're never going to score. Eating the programme instead. 
I just threw you a story which makes me look a right wally and I don't mind because, hey, whatever. <laughs> I'll tell you the, the true story of the 79 Cup final with Arsenal. Me and my mate got two tickets. I am not having you on. We was as close as that wall off the road box. He got the tickets off Charles Hughes, some guy who was Mr. Football, right in front of the robot, perfect view. Lovely warm day, and Arsenal kept playing this offside trap. We're 2-0 down, and it's, it's not going anywhere, we're not going anywhere, it's 2-0 down. I said, look, we're in Wembley Tube car park, I said, it's 86 minutes gone, I said, one more attack, 2-0. Offside, I said, that's it, come on, out. We came out, Got to the first hot dog store. <laughs> What's that? Two one. It's, we're going. It's only a concert. Got to the second hot dog store. <laughs> What's that? I oh, know. Turn round. Back again. Up the Wembley stairs. <laughs> <laughs> Three two. And people are coming back past us like <laughs> the ground. Missed three goals. Didn't get away from Wembley Station at any time. Well, that's Manchester United, and hey, I was back the following season. But that's that's the, the United. I still, and like so many of us, you know, it's still for the Sammy Mack interview. Fucking yeah. make the challenge. Sorry about the language. Make the challenge. It still haunts me now. You just so I'm saying, let things go as United. Let United last night go. You, the, you, the, the 76 final. There's some moments that you're never going to let go. Then Gary Bailey looking at the ball like he's uh, cut it out. Oh, dear. There'll be more of them. There'll be more of them. Yeah, we always we're built on hope. We're built on worse. We always come. We always come back. We will always come back. We'll be yeah, over the crazy area one day. Yeah, good. Gents, I'm conscious of time. Really appreciative, as always, of your time. City, the weekend. I think we could get a result there. People will say I'm deluded, optimistic, but you would expect City to have a lot of the ball. I think with the way United like to play, if we can transition quickly, I think we could hurt them. I think Cavani would be, would be a big, big plus for a fit Cavani. Um... Uh, you know, I think he would cause their defence some problems, but he has to be fit. Um, if he's not fit, I think it'll be two-one. <laughs> Either way, <laughs> but I think I, I, I just think that is right. We'd like us to go and bloody win there and get beaten Sheffield United next Thursday night. I think he, I think he summed it up uh, lovely. You don't know, you just don't know what you're going to get with this team. But yeah, Jimmy, now. thank. You. We appreciate the invite, James. Yeah, yeah and, and to see Barney, Barney, top man. Great to see. Little, that little laddie, a ruffle. My grandson, who's 28 now, he always thinks you, but Sam, I think he's young, so he's 28. Oh, great when I see Barney in it. Yeah, it's good. Great. No, I'm teaching him. I'm trying to teach him, Val, but that's going over. But go on, let's win on Saturday. Let's beat Leeds. Let's have a good Christmas. Take care, everyone. Great to see you both here. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate it. All the best. Thanks for listening to Red Devil Talk. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode. And don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Red Devil Talk. If you listen on an Apple device, please consider leaving a review and a five-star rating. If you have any questions or comments or want more information on Red Devil Talk podcasts, you can get in touch via email at reddevilTalkMedia at gmail.com. The Red Devil Talk podcasts are a Red Devil Talk Media production.